0: Get Involved Referee is brought to you by Pressbox PR. Pressbox PR puts your brand on the map. From a chat over a pint to the headline of a website, Pressbox PR takes your brand and gives it the recognition that it deserves. With a proven track record with multiple clients, you'll be able to see your press go beyond the box with Pressbox PR. Check out pressboxpr.co.uk for more information. Hello and welcome to Get Involved Referee with Des Roach, Steve Conroy and me, Lindsay Heron. Well, not a very action-packed SPFL programme, gentlemen, over the weekend. It was all happening in England, so we'll maybe catch up with the the Premiership action uh, shortly. And also look at the younger referees coming through because um, a lot of uh, the younger ones getting their chance at the weekend, which is good to see. And maybe have a wee look too at uh, Rangers PSV, big game coming up and the official that's been appointed to that one. But let's start off down at uh, down in London, the the, the North London Derby, Chelsea Tottenham, uh, South London Derby between Antonio Conte and Madcap Thomas Tuchel. But plenty of talking points, Steve. There
1: were indeed, and hopefully it keeps up. If we have a quiet week up here, then they have a mental weekend down there. There's, yeah. there's certainly going to be lots to talk about in that one.
0: I mean, the last time we had a bit of a touchline set to
2: like that there was a blinking government inquiry wasn't there with Ali and Neil Lennon it just shows you how, how differently it's it's looked upon but um, I think pantomime season has certainly came early in the English Premier League it really was uh, quite fiery wasn't it The I mean I think Chelsea were annoyed because they were probably the better team in
0: the game and you know some of the big decisions went against them so let's look at the first one and it's it's quite an interesting one because it's you know it's that whole interfering with play scenario Steve it's Pierre-Emile Heuberg who takes the shot and is Richarlison in an offside position First and
1: foremost, he—he's oh, in an offside position. But as we all know, it's not an offence to be in an offside position. So that's the—that's the easy bit. It's the interpretation after that, that that gets difficult. And it's one of those ones I've said it here before. But thank God I wasn't making that decision. That—that that was a hellish—a hellish call to make.
0: Is the
2: goalkeeper going to be you know un- unsighted? Is that—that's basically what Chelsea are claiming? Yeah, it's basically is it impeding the goalkeeper from doing his job. Is he—is he seeing like, a, a fair and clean opportunity to see it? Personally, I would have been given an offside on that one. I think that he's the distance. He's maybe eight yards away or whatever but the trajectory of the ball has came across the front of him which the goalkeeper you can see is unsighted for me I know other people are going to be 50-50 50-50 on it or whatever but for me I would be given offside on that
1: one I agree the, the exact same exact same reasoning Um and Rich, uh, Richarlison even when I saw it maybe took a step towards the, the tra- uh, trajectory of the ball but all in all I think the, the goalie was impeded yeah. so I'd be I'd be giving it offside but perfectly happy to accept that there's legitimate arguments for not giving it and letting the goal stand I don't believe them but they're perfectly legitimate
2: yep. yeah just shows you how
0: difficult it is well that's right but the interesting thing is that fans are saying for goodness sake, you've got VAR, Mm -hmm. you know, where are they? Why are they not telling the referee what to do in that instance? because VAR is there for
1: many times have yes. we said it a clear and obvious error that mm-hmm. is anything but a clear and obvious error that is purely an opinion and I know Mr Soonis was saying that he didn't understand the, the wording or it wasn't clear the wording of the law is perfectly clear the interpretation of it is awful sometimes and that that was prime it was a massive moment wasn't it obviously because it gave Tottenham the equalising
0: goal the first equalising goal
2: yeah it gets them back into the game and then gives them the, the impetus and the, to, to go on again it was it was a great game of football it Oh, I- it was end, to end, And it was back and forth If Tottenham Don't get that goal there And Chelsea go 2-0 up Game could be done So that's mm. put them Right back in And you can see how animated Obviously Conte was getting at the side of the park. He was, <laughs> he was scoring and tackling everything that moved on that pitch.
0: And then, of course, Chelsea do get themselves back in front and it looks like they're going to win the game. And then all of a sudden, very late drama in the match. And uh, I think obviously Christian Romero decided that Mark Hooker needed a haircut.
1: Oh, yeah, he certainly wanted a handful of that. How many times have we said it on here? Or I've said it, you, you try and mitigate for, uh, for the ref, but not in that occasion. Sorry.
2: When you see the still anthony taylor i think it was the referee no it's looking directly directly at him so whether he needs var to tell him that i don't think it. i think he should be picking it up then when it goes to var for them still to decide that it's not a foul and as we explained just a moment ago because the play hadn't restarted the ward a corner kick if he looked at var and decided that oh no actually that is a foul which it was then it turns into a direct free kick for chelsea wouldn't necessarily be involved in that because it, it's a free kick. Yeah. That, that's all the call is. Uh, but but I'm saying kick. if the referee had done his job and got it right, then oh. it's a it's a free kick.
1: Oh, it's a free time. And Absolutely. the ball's it's up there at
2: the part. And like we always say, when there's these major decisions and dicey decisions go, Tottenham then go and score from that referee error. Yeah, oh, sure. written in the stars. The minute, the minute
1: he missed it, the, they were always going to score.
2: Yep. Always. Then, then we get the pantomime.
0: <laughs> but, but like you say, I mean, the, the ball's coming over and, uh, you know, Romero's got... A handful of Kukareya's here, and he's pulling them to the ground before the ball even gets anywhere near that part of the penalty area. So it's hard to understand how the referee misses that, Steve. Can't give you
1: reasoning or thinking on that one. He's made a mistake. Don't know what he saw, no. um, but he's made a mistake on that one. It was a free kick to Chelsea. And again, in my opinion, he should have been sanctioned. And the sanction I'd be giving him, I, I think that's an assault. I'd be I'd be giving him a red card.
2: It's certainly it's certainly bothering, but when we're saying how he's not seen it, the referee doesn't need to be looking in the air for the corner. The ball's going to land anyway. Yeah. So you should be looking at what's going on in the penalty. Is a holding, <clears throat> Is a scuffling? That should be your priority. You've got a fourth official and you've got two assistants that can be looking at the ball in the air. Mm-hmm. You've got to get that decision in the penalty area in the last couple of moments. or right, at the second, added, added time. that That's got to be your focus.
0: Like you say, Anthony Taylor, the referee, and uh, Thomas Tuchel didn't miss him and hit the wall after the game. Yes. Uh, with some fairly spicy comments and of course as a result the FA are launching an inquiry old Thomas will be called up in front of the beaks I mean that's what happens isn't it it's so passionate for some of these guys well, we, we saw what passion can
1: do for uh, for, for these two, and uh, God help us if you can't keep control of your your emotions. You're allowed to get excited, but bloody hell! But yeah, he will be you'll be holding in front of the beaks, and do you know what? No matter how wound up or how much the, the red mist comes down, there's no excuse for some of the things you say about people.
0: I was going to say that too. I mean, did you experience that yourself as a ref? Did you did you come and pick up a paper on a Monday morning and see comments? From a manager who's having a pop at you. And then would you say to the SFA, for example, wait a minute, what's this guy all about? I mean, he's calling me under the suds under the sun. (laughs) You've you've had my opinion
1: on how helpful (laughs) the SFA have been to me. (laughs) But, you know, we we talked about it earlier. There's ways around it. And, you know, everybody knows how well I got on with with, with John Hughes, with, with Yogi Hughes. That started because he, I sent off one of his players wrongly and he was going mental at the the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And I just said to him, look, get in, you know, you can't change anything. Get in, give me 15 minutes, let things calm down, come in and we'll have a chat absolutely absolutely fine no problem mm-hmm. after
0: that at all is that something tuchel should have thought about doing then for example you know just calm himself down a bit and then go
2: and see anthony taylor and rather than rant and rave to to his media colleagues well that's what he should have done however <laughs> he chose he chose not to and he's he's let both barrels go to making comments to, to the media and to the press journalists like Stephen, i would always say to team managers if it was sufficient and say hey, look give it 15 minutes we can have a chat It's an emotional time So let things calm down We a clearer head You'll hopefully get a bit more mm-hmm. A bit more sense and clarity from it But with regards to uh, the SFA phoning you or getting in touch with the SAP regarding somebody making a comment. my experience, they defended the clubs. They didn't defend us. Mm-hmm. They would answer phone calls and from clubs on the Monday morning. don't know if we would be that high up the priority list. <laughs> I wonder if
0: that's changed or not. I don't know if anecdotally you've heard uh, your current colleagues or if they've been to any support over the years or is it much the same as, as it was, Steve?
1: To be honest, I haven't spoken about anything quite as frank as that because mm-hmm. sometimes they have to be careful yeah who they're talking to and what they what they say mm-hmm. i do know that there has been occasional meetings and they've been advised of the people that can be talked to so i, I don't know i certainly keep saying it you don't hear them you don't see them very often
0: coming out and defending us no. in, in the media no, mm-hmm. oh, exactly. Oh, well, we'll see what happens to Mr. or Mr. Tuchel in terms of Anthony Taylor. But yeah, sadly, there wasn't this, uh, the same f- fervour and excitement <laughs> across our games at the weekend, gentlemen. But the one good thing th- that we spoke about at the top of the show was the appointments at the weekend w- was an indication of, uh, you know, where we're going at the moment, Des.
2: Yeah, that's what I, I, mean, I brought it up in there. It's all relatively new guys. Okay, Nick's been here for a while and other people have dipped in and out. But when you look across the board, that's it's not the not the old guard, it's the new kids in the block, so to speak. And we we're here to praise them. They had a very, very good weekend. There's not particularly many talking points. Yeah, well done to, to all the guys involved.
0: Just going through who was all involved, obviously, we just talked about Nick, obviously, at,
2: at yeah. the Rangers game. David Dickerson was doing Kelly Celtic, wasn't he? Yeah, and again, I think that's an indication of how highly He's regarded mm-hmm. the fact he's getting Celtic away this early in the season and he passed off seamlessly. There was no no big issues that I could I could see from it. Mm-hmm. You had Colin Stephen out as well, you had Craig Napier at Livingston and Hibbs, Grant Irvine was out. So and Chris it, Graham wasn't it, up at Chris um, Graham at Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Yep. So Which is
0: which is probably the best game of the weekend actually. It well was. in terms of the, the drama between the two teams. But again he's, he's handled it well No, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No scenarios that were yep.
1: thankfully. Yeah. Thankfully nothing
0: nothing major to, to report and long may it continue just a couple of wee things to flag up then the the Rangers uh, Johnston game we talked last week about Maurice Jens going into the crowd and celebrating the goal that put Celtic in front in that match up at Ross County you've had a look at it but I think it's momentum that carries Malik Tillman into the crowd he kind of falls over the advertising hoarding after he scores and he ends up in the crowd so no booking there is that the, the right call Steve? oh yeah absolutely
1: if he hadn't jumped the the horde he could have done himself a mischief so no absolutely not Mm -hmm. his momentum took him over he avoided it had a couple of hand slaps and then came away no hassles for me. Same for
2: you, Dave. Uh, yeah, I can. I can accept it. I think you could have maybe put the brakes on a bit earlier to, to stop. Him, but that's that's just being petty. But no, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. He's not went and jumped into the crowd yeah. to create an atmosphere. We, we said about Jens So, but no, I can I can go with that. So it's slightly different then just
0: because yeah. the you know, Celtic fans are going to say, Wait a minute, you know, he, why was he not booked when? Of course, they people. about Yens.
2: should have been booked. I mean, I don't know if we looked, You seen we were talking. Chelsea was Harry Kane cautioned for his his sec, diving into the crowd, and half the team were in there. Half the in there, yeah. yeah, so. yeah didn't, didn't see it.
0: The second Rangers goal, though, a bit of dubiety about the the off about an offside onside situation there, Steve. I think you were quite impressed with the build up play. Actually, that Matondo winning the ball and gets it into Cholak and he tucked it away well. Yeah, it didn't actually dawn on me um, about offside initially because I, I thought the
1: the tackle was was cracking and that's an indication of how how good I am at football. And don't worry about the goal, just the tackle. <laughs> um, I thought that that was great, but looking back on it, I think probably it was offside.
0: He's just—he's behind. Certainly behind the last man, isn't he? When he's—he st- steps back, sure, like
2: to pick up the pass. Yeah. So he's gained an advantage by being in that position mm-hmm. in the first place, and then brought himself back onside. But when the ball was played, he was in a—he was an offside position. But again, that's not Nick's call I would be looking for my AR oh no Nick! couldn't be, have shouted on that to one no. but like Steve said as well the build up to the goal was absolutely fantastic and have got to praise Rangers for the sort of free-flowing football that were, they were shown at that moment
0: so that's one for the like you say the assistant on the right side yes of the main stand should be, be able to see that one I would have thought so that, or I'd like to have hoped so that's mm-hmm. far yes and that would be a VAR, wouldn't it because yeah. they would look at the goal and they would be able to, to ascertain that that would be offside, wouldn't it? Yeah, that, that would be a definite one, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's it, the clear and obvious. So that is a big moment in the game, obviously, because it puts Rangers 2 nothing up, you know, mm. effectively gives them a, a real good platform to go and win the
2: match yeah they've got momentum they've got a wee bit of a cushion they're playing well After, what I did notice was that Callum Davidson never, never made any mention of saying well if we were still only one down at that point we were still, we were still in the game mm-hmm. um, which I was I was quite surprised but yes VAR would have been picked up for that that mm-hmm. would have been yeah no goal offside
0: just a wee bit of fun in games in the Livingston-Hibbs match A favourite friend of the show Ryan Porteous was involved, uh, in, involved in this one Steve I and mean, it seemed like a bit of an innocuous challenge in the halfway line on Martin Boyle and the next minute Porteous is in pushing and shoving and screaming well thank god he's back <laughs> and again many times have we
1: said it. I've got no idea what he was doing as you said it was a shove you mm. it's the quickest he's
2: moved <laughs> probably the quickest <laughs> he's moved the whole game to get involved in anything I know
1: and then I, I don't think Boyle didn't look as though he was doing or saying anything until Porteous got involved so he must have thought oh I something's happened here mm-hmm It was a
0: piece of nonsense and that's him at his best. I thought Craig handled it quite well, though. Craig Napier, he was in quickly and tried to defuse the whole thing.
2: Yeah, I don't know if he getting just as hands on as Craig did, but he was certainly got in amongst the diffused situation. So yeah, you've got to give him, got to give him credit for that. He done, he done well in that mm-hmm. heated situation. Absolutely. And he had another
0: sort of potential call to make uh, in that game, Steve, where Boyle went down in the box uh, under a bit of pressure from Stefan Omiyonga, and Craig was quick to say, "No, no, you're not getting a penalty for that, mate." Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, hats off to him. It was a, that was a good call, cracking call. Didn't caution, mm-hmm. uh, caution him,
1: so he's not giving it as a dive, but mm-hmm. he's certainly saying that there wasn't anything in there that was that was a foul, an opinion piece, so yeah, no hassles.
2: No, he was well positioned and we you know how fast Martin Boyle is. It's on a sticky ash pitch. There wasn't a push on him, there wasn't a jersey pull. It might just be he actually stumbled on the on yeah. a pitch and moving it moving at pace. Mm-hmm. What
1: we did mean to say though, and we talked about it would you when you watch Craig in the build up to the yep. move and fair play at me obviously saw what was coming. He did an arc. Yeah to get round to get the, the perfect view on it we've talked about the game management he knew what was coming and got himself into uh, the best position yeah. um, and when you're in the best position nobody can argue with you
2: no And they're both, they're, they're, apart from Boyle protesting it as he would mm-hmm. there was no, no no comeback on it either and what he done is, is he's apt to get into position to see it as soon as he's gave it he's got himself away so it's nothing yep. nothing can come back to him so yeah well done
0: so the young guns were out in force at the weekend then so who's your who's your top man from, from all of the, the, the six games first of all say
1: and it's probably for the the, the second time I think David Dickinson was up there so he's he's obviously uh,
2: doing well but I'd be ref of the week I'd be giving to Craig if we're going to disagree here <laughs> I, be, I would be giving it to uh, Craig had a great game I would be giving it to David Dickinson purely for the the spotlight on the game it's live on TV it's the current league winners away from home I'll go with David on that one So a split award this week split award <laughs> <laughs> then get half each <laughs> well I said there was nothing to
0: report from that match was there no. a rugby part there wasn't even one dubious decision that went either way
2: so for doing that and keeping it quiet and keeping it under control yeah I'll I'll go for David
0: and just finally lads a big uh, European night obviously in Glasgow Rangers PSV 912 in the first leg of the the playoff round to get into the Champions League a small matter of about 40 million quid riding in these two matches so uh, UEFA obviously treating it as a a pretty much a category one game I'd imagine uh, they've put Daniele Orsato in charge a very experienced Italian referee 46 years of age covered big matches no surprise to you Steve I suppose It's, it's certainly something
1: Somebody of that caliber. No, not uh, specifically him, but somebody of, of that caliber. And as you said, that's you know, they, they don't come much uh, much bigger than this. So they've given it to somebody that they know can handle it. He's he's more than fit for this.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you will be aware what's eyebrows like on a, on a European night crowd are going the players are pumped up so it's going to need somebody that's not going to shrink mm-hmm. in that in those settings and this is just a £40 million game there's a lot riding on it so yeah you would, you would expect and delighted that it is someone who's, who's well versed in these types of games It's interesting you
0: mentioned that because um, we talked about the referee for last week's game you and I Des, the Greek chap Sideropoulos I think it was something like that I hope I got that right Tassos Sideropoulos there you go easy for me to say that sounds good but he seemed to get himself in a bit of a fine call in, in, the, in the atmosphere last week he was going to send off James Sands at one point uh, for a second yellow and then the AR2 as you Mm -hmm. would call him I just call him the linesman says no 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 it wasn't a foul play on sort of things or a drop
2: ball that's that's good officiating that's working as a team that's a team that's That's a team working and that's what the name of the AR is assistant referee so Mm -hmm. he's there to assist and if he's seen something that's factually correct and the referee's made an error Tell them, let them know. That's why they're all mic up. That's why we've got this technology that's coming in. So as long as the right decision, you don't really care how you get there as long as it's right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Team wins, the team loses. Because again, that was a massive moment. Uh, I think the score was 2 nothing at the time. So the tie was leveled at 2-2 with uh, Union St. Gilwise. And, you know, if James Sands gets sent off at that point, wrongly, perhaps, so it could be all over for Rangers, you know? Could be, but... Thankfully,
1: the the right call uh, Mm -hmm. was arrived at and it doesn't matter how you get there so long as you get there.
0: Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Yeah, Mr Orsato, he did Real Madrid Man City the second leg of the Champions League semi-final last year which is a big, big game and they're up 6-5 in aggregate I don't know if you remember 3-1 yep. like in the in the Bernabeu so it was fun, I mean a fantastic match so, so if he's getting games of that level and you know he's, been, he's done the Milan derby he's done Juventus games repeatedly then you'd expect it to be a pretty safe pair of hands
1: Oh yeah you, you're not going to get much, much safer and I hope we're not cursing them but yeah <laughs> I think they've certainly given it as as much consideration as, or as much consideration as the game merits, so mm-hmm. I think they've done, they've made the right call.
2: Yeah, and he'll be around at the last stages of the Champions League. And you don't, Aye. you don't do Real Madrid and, and sorry Manchester City yeah. in the semi final if you're you're just on the, on the way up. No, this is this is a good guy, and certainly got the weather to to welcome him with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. After a heatwave, he comes into a blinking rainstorm. But yep. there you go. Oh well, well it's it's Glasgow against Edinburgh next weekend in the SPFL. So hopefully there's some histrionics we can talk about. There will be. Yeah, absolutely. And. Probably in both games. (laughs) (laughs) Look forward to it, gentlemen. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on Get Involved Referee.